0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Until they get some guys back and they start throwing the ball down the field. Uh I I, I still like the Browns and coming out. Browns,
2: interesting. Like <laughs> you never know, picked okay, the Browns. you um, Northern Ohio people. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm all about it, man. <laughs> uh I'd be
2: like, oh, the Bengals are gonna do it this year. Um to, to me, now, now I forget what
0: we're talking about. What were we doing.
1: <laughs> and the Browns threw you completely off, man, with that pick.
0: It is week three, big man bets right here for you with the Hall of Famer Orlando Pace and the seven-time Pro Bowler Nick Mangold. Two Ohio State Buckeyes, two men who protected the quarterback. They're here to entertain and inform and tell you the stories from the trenches and perhaps make you some dough. Gentlemen, three big topics on the docket today. And uh, as we start off the show, we're looking at who's struggling at the 0-2s and, and might bounce back and who is 2-0 that, you know what, I still don't buy them. So your 0-2s, let's start there. The Jets, your Jets, Nick, the Jags, the Colts, the Giants, the Lions, you have to own them, the Vikings and the Falcons. <laughs> Does anybody stand out from those 0-2s where you're like, hey, uh, I, I think there's something good coming for, for someone in here on a little bit of a rebound. Nick, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, the one um, – yeah, I don't
2: want to talk about my Jets right now. They're killing me. Um, the one that stands out to me is the Vikings. Uh, Vikings sitting at 0-2. Um, you know, I'm kind of shocked. I figured uh, they would be doing a little bit better. So, um, they have a tough game coming up this weekend against Seahawks. Uh, so, that's not going to help their cause. Um, but I still think they can be a contender down the stretch.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I kind of agree with Nick on that. With Kirk Cousins, that team seems like, you know, they made a run a couple years ago. Still have the nucleus of their team, good receivers, play good defense. Uh, they 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 fall in victim to the schedule, I think. Uh, obviously, they got a tough one this week with the Seahawks. Uh, but obviously, I think they can, you know, with the you know with Bears being down, obviously Green Bay who who being who they are, the Lions who they are, uh, they have a chance to kind of make a run and get back in the mix. Uh, so out of, out of all the O and two teams, I would probably agree with Nick and say the Minnesota Vikings are probably the one that. You look at it and say, "Hey, they 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 fell victim of the schedule a little bit; hadn't played well, but their nucleus of players, um, you know, obviously they can, they can get on a roll and, and, and make a run."
2: The other one I'm intrigued with is um, the Lions a little bit. You know, that first half against Green Bay, um, which killed one of my parlays, but um, <laughs> they played well. You know, they I thought Green Bay was going to blow them out from the get go. Um, it took them a half to get going, so. Um, if they keep that, if they keep that first half and build off of that, um, they potentially could be another one that's kind of in the mix there.
0: I think I just heard
1: some Packer shade from Orlando. Did, did I hear that right? <laughs> well, I just, you know, it's one of the I think Aaron Rodgers was playing with us all week one where he didn't look, uh, very interested in playing for the gray Bay Packers. And then he come out and have a performance threw the ball the way he threw it at home. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get from those guys. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to play well, but it really rides on the shoulder of Aaron Rodgers and how he feels that week. Uh, you know, about the game plan or whatever it might be. I
0: also heard some. I think some props for Kirk Cousins. Are you, are you guys, buyers in, on Kirk, who gets a lot of stuff thrown his way? I've seen Orlando. You're moving around. You're on. So, you're so uncomfortable with that question.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty hard on Kirk Cousins, man, to be honest with you. But in my friend group, we always talk about him. But, um, you know, just when you look at the I'm talking about the team as a whole, uh, Kirk, you know, obviously he's probably out of all those quarterbacks. He has the most talent around him and they play decent, uh, pretty good defense. So when you're looking at the 0-2 teams and what they can do moving forward based on the schedule, uh, they probably have, have the most talent. The Lions, new coaching staff, everything that goes into that, they played well in that first half, like Nick mentioned. But, you know, they have to put it together. And I want to see what Jared Goff does, you know, obviously as the season prolongs.
0: Let's look at the 2 and O's. We've got two in the AFC, and that's the Broncos and the Raiders. Both of them a big surprise, I think, at least early going here. And then NFC-wise, the Bucks, Carolina, and then – the NFC West is just tough. The 49ers, Rams, and Cardinals, Seahawks, also sitting there at one and one. Uh, any of those teams that you look at, Nick, that you know what they're two and zero, but they're not going to be there at the end.
2: Yeah, I, I'm looking at Carolina. Um, you know, obviously, one of those wins came against my Jets, which seems so far um, as an easy W, which is killing me. Um, and so I, I, I'm not sold on that. You know, I am a big fan of Sam Darnold. I always thought he had a good head on his shoulders here in New York, just kind of got stuck in a bad spot, but I just, I don't know if it's uh, it's something that they can keep going. And so it's going to be interesting, um, you know, where they go, if if they stick with it, 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 I just, I don't know. They got an easy one coming up on Thursday night. um, And, you know, with the Tyrod Taylor being out for Houston. So, I I mean, very potentially they could go three and so they look like, you know, it could be legit for a while, But I think they'll peter out.
1: Yeah, yeah. for me on on this list, I got to go with the Denver Broncos, right? So when you look at their division, you got to play Kansas City twice. You got to play Las Vegas Raiders twice. And then you got to play the L.A. Chargers twice. So and those are all three of those teams are playing really good football at this point in time. And and to go in there and say you're going to beat those teams in a tough division like that, uh, you know, that. I I don't see it happening. And I like Teddy Bridgewater and what he's doing out there in Denver. But for the most part, uh, with that division, with Mahomes and the quarterbacks that they have, the way Carr is playing, it's going to be tough for those guys to come out of that division uh, unscathed.
0: We got 18 teams, one and one, including your Saints, Orlando. You look phenomenal (laughs) in week one. Then you lose to Carolina, who Nick's, uh, you know, bringing up here, 26-7. I mean, it wasn't even a game, really.
1: Yeah, you know what? I made that pick before I knew they were going to lose eight coaches, and, and I and I got the news a couple of days later that they they're, they're going on the road and they lose eight coaches. And I'm thinking to myself, I have no chance. My my Saints are going to fall, uh, big time. Uh, I was riding that wave. I think Jameis. But when you lose eight coaches, and, and Nick could attest to this, man, you're, some of those guys are probably lost out there without having that that sideline presence and some of those coaches out there. So I knew it was going to be a tough tough afternoon. Uh, losing that many coaches. So
0: That's interesting because some would say that, at least on game day, coaching doesn't matter as much, but maybe that's just completely wrong, I'm, I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think some, some players probably don't need it, but there's some players that rely on making adjustments during the game. Uh, the coaches keep an eye on what they're doing. It, 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 I think the adjustments are the biggest things uh, from a player standpoint.
2: I think what gets overlooked, too, a lot of times, you know, they say that coaches aren't a big part of the game on Sunday because everything's already done. Um, But coaches also manage people's emotions, um, either getting guys up or, you know, calming guys down um, and just kind of a shoulder to lean on. So when you don't have, you know, your person there, um, you know, maybe not so much, hey, do I block this guy or that guy, but more, hey, you know, all right, let's calm down. You know, we'll get settled. We'll get back out on this next series. We'll take care of it. Uh, that's a huge thing uh, that comes apart on Sundays.
1: No, I, I was, I was going to add to that, uh, especially when you're looking at the clipboard, you're looking at the iPad, and you can just see what guys are doing. And, and those helpful reminders are, are things all players, I think, need at some point in terms of, hey, let's do it, you know, let's block it like this, or let's do this differently. So uh, coaches, you know, are needed on Sunday uh, for the most part.
0: If you have an explosion on the sidelines, is that a big deal or, are, and just a sign that things are completely wrong with the team or hey, that's in the moment, not not anything to worry about? I think um, I, I think it could
2: be both. You know, I think there are healthy blow-ups and then there's also unhealthy blow-ups. Um, it just kind of depends on, on who the player and coach are and, you know, how they take care of it afterwards. You know, if they let something, if, if something happens between a coach and a player and it festers and lingers, that's when it gets ugly. Um, but when you're able to say, hey, listen, it's all part of the game. Um, you know, I got heated, you got heated, um, you know, we're just, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to win. Uh, and you move on to the next one. That's the best you can hope for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it, I think it depends on the scope of your team, your leadership on the team as well, and, and how you handle those situations, uh, playing football, there's just an emotional game at times. And sometimes you come off the sideline and, and you just need a second and, and that coach jumps in your face. It could be, uh, you know, but for the most part, coaches understand that part of it, it is emotions uh, let's move on try to win this ball game and let's talk about it and clear the air. So I think that's, it's not a big deal. I've I've never experienced anything where it was a big deal.
0: All right, gentlemen, let's go best of the best. Let's look at our topic too. And favorites in the NFC and the AFC Tampa and the Rams this weekend. First time Brady's playing in LA and let's start there. NFC championship preview. Nick, what do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's looking like that, you know, I I was down on the Rams a little bit um, at the start of the season. I think I'm being um, proven wrong quickly. Um, And so, you know, I I think as you look at these two teams, uh, Brady, obviously playing fantastic uh, and their defense, you know, is going to be strong Um, and the Rams, their defense is, is unbelievable. I mean, you can't stop Aaron Donald Uh, and Matthew Stafford seems to be playing great, you know, so it's, it's, it's going to be a heck of a game. I am intrigued by uh, Brady going to L.A. for the first time to play a game. Um, you know, he's been around for so long that, you know, you look to him, I would assume as, as a young guy on the team, you look to him and be like, hey, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, what's stadium like? And for him to say, I have no idea, I've never been uh, has to be kind of a weird feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a I think it's a preview to the the, the NFC, you know, playoff picture championship picture. Both teams are playing really well, you know, Coach extremely well on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're probably two of the most balanced teams in the NFL in terms of offense and defense and what they can do uh, scheme-wise and, and those masterminds between Aaron and McVay going against each other. I think those are uh, – you know, I, I would love to see that personally. I'm a Rams guy, so obviously if they get a chance to play in an NFC championship game, I'm all for it. But I think, you know, fans in, in general would love to see – you know, obviously Brady going out to to LA and then you know if that's the championship matchup, because you're gonna get everything you want. You're gonna get high hard offense, really good defense. Uh, it should be a slugfest. So hopefully this weekend it lives up to expectations.
0: Ravens and Chiefs. Phenomenal game Sunday night. I don't think anybody had Baltimore coming back from 11 down, but they did it. Are we putting that as our most likely AFC championship game right now? Is, is Baltimore back in there in your minds? Orlando, what do you think?
1: You know what? You know what? Obviously, I don't think, personally, I don't think Lamar can continue the, what he's doing. He's single handedly uh, willing his team to, to, you know, obviously it was a, it was a tough game out in, in Las Vegas, but he is single handedly running the ball. He's playing running back, he's doing it all. I don't know if he can keep that pace up for, you know, 16, 17 weeks running the ball that way and stay healthy. So until they get some guys back and they start throwing the ball down the field, uh, I, I, I still like the Browns and in, in, in coming out uh, of the AFC with, in that AFC championship game against the Chiefs.
2: Browns. Interesting.
1: Like, <laughs> never <to> Browns. Um
2: <laughs> You Northern Ohio people. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: well, I'm about so, man. Uh, be
2: like, oh, the Bengals are going to do it this year. Um, to me, to, to me, now now I forget what we're talking about. What were we on? Um,
1: and the Browns threw you completely yeah, off, man, with that pick
2: Yeah, the Browns threw me. completely. Oh, the Ravens. So, the, yeah, so the Ravens, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think if they do get some guys back, I love that that game Sunday night had – uh, the Lamar haters and lovers, uh, both had the highs and the lows, you know, at the beginning of the game, the haters were awesome because they were like, yeah, you know what? Lamar's trash. He's not going to do it. And the lovers were like, oh, this stinks. You know, why isn't he doing well into the game? You know, they're vice versa. And so I, I, I thought it was awesome. Um, I did happen to slip, uh, a quick little money line bet on the Ravens when they were down, it got up to plus 400, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, so that was fun, just, you know, just a little taste when you wake up in the morning. Um, and so it, it, it was it was an awesome game. And I think that is definitely a preview. I don't I don't think the Browns are going to be there. Um, but I also didn't think I didn't think L.A. was going to be that great. So, you know, I, I've been proven wrong before
0: this is just super interesting that you're down on 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 Cleveland which and by the way they have the bears this week so that that's another win for the for the browns I would think but let's let's move on to topic 3 here and look at the quarterbacks and nick since you're talking about cleveland like that are you are you not a believer in baker who's off to an incredible start at least as far i mean baker's completing right now 81% of his passes which is tops in all of football which is pretty amazing and he and he's also uh second in in yardage at, at 10.9 per, per completion so he's got some talent around him clearly but uh, that that's an impressive start for baker
2: yeah it definitely is and you know, i'm i'm not down on the rounds. i just i i'm jaded by history and i think also being uh, you know, a divided state where you have Bengals and Browns. I'm never going to give the Browns the, the credit that they should get. Um, but no, Baker is playing um, awesome. He's doing very well. Um, they still haven't gotten Odell back yet. So I think that could add another element to that offense, which is going to be even more amazing. Um, so yeah, they, they're doing good things up there. I just, I don't know. I don't know where their defense is. I, I, I'm I'm not sold on it yet. I don't know if they're going to be able to continue.
0: Um, and so that's going to be a, a watch and see for me. I, I want a rebuttal from you, Orlando. I know. I know. I know you have it in you.
1: Like I'm not a I'm not a huge Baker fan. I got to be honest with you. Um, but I do like I do like Cleveland and what they're doing up there. Obviously, he's having a, a, a hell of a start to his to his uh, his season so far. Uh, and obviously, they don't have all their pieces back. Like Nick said, once you get Odell back. The talent is there. I think they have the right systems in place. Uh, I just don't see – Pittsburgh's down this year. Obviously, Knicks, Bengals are down a little bit this year, uh, but young quarterback. So, I think it's a two-team race between, you know, obviously, Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, You know, obviously, you know, if Lamar continues to keep doing what he's doing, you know, more power to him. But I just think the team that stays the healthiest, obviously, and then, you know, obviously, who has the most talent is key – uh, to there but we can talk about if we're talking about uh, quarterbacks um, Derek Carr man for what he's doing and and I don't know if that you know what he's doing in, in the NFL now first two games uh, he has to be one of those guys that's up top that's looking you know to start the season off really strong to beat the Ravens and then go to Pittsburgh which is a you know on a short week and, and do what he did uh, against the against the Steelers was big so Uh, One of those dark horse MVP guys, early MVP guys uh, uh, with those Raiders. And I'm high on the Raiders now. So, uh, you know, I like to see what they continue to do as the season progresses.
0: So just running down the odds here, Patrick Mahomes is still your MVP favorite at plus 600. Then it's Kyler Murray plus 650, Brady and Stafford plus 750, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen plus 1,200 ahead of... Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, plus 1,500. We still haven't gotten to Derek Carr, plus 4,000. Derek Carr's got 817 yards in two games against good competition. That's 128 more yards than second-place Kyler Murray. Uh, How are you sizing up this MVP race early going here, Nick? Uh, Yeah,
2: I I, I love Derek Carr as a dark horse. Um, I think there are some fantastic quarterbacks out there, uh, guys that are playing really well. You look at Patrick Mahomes and what he's able to do, you're always going to put him up there. But the one uh, that I'm intrigued by, you know, I, I feel like they're they're finding their way a little bit, and um, I would love to to ride this one, is Josh Allen up at Buffalo. You know, he had such a great year last year. Um, you know, they obviously lost to the Steelers to begin with. Um, you know, I think he's just going to get better as the season goes on. Um, so I, I think that's that's kind of the one um, that I'm going to ride with. Uh, for a little while see how far that goes.
1: Let me ask you guys a question. Do we judge Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers on different levels when it comes to MVP? Because they've had great seasons. Tom has done it for 20 years now. So for him to win an MVP, what would it actually take for him to win another MVP based on his past seasons? It's kind of like the Michael Jordan effect a little bit in basketball. You can give it to him every year based on what he's done. So do we judge all three of those guys MVP? Um, on different, different, a different scale?
2: I I don't know. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers and the way that he's played, um, you know, the way that he can throw the ball. Um, it, it almost, it. you know, when you say MVP, it's the most valuable player for your team. And so, you know, Tom, with his experience, maybe he doesn't have to throw as many yards, but he, you know, is clutch in the fourth quarter. Or, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who is unbelievable, elevates his wide receivers. He doesn't have great talent, but they're still making. So yeah. when you get down to it, I, I don't think you can just strictly go by touchdowns, yards, you know, completions, those type of things. Um, you, you have to look at that total package and say, listen, it, but you also, I think in, in especially in Tom's case, the recency bias, you have to let go of the past 19 years. You have yeah. to look at this yeah. season and yeah. not, Hey, listen, he was been doing it for so long. Let's just give it to him because he's
0: been there, Orlando. It sounds like you're dialing up an inequity here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. For me, because for me, if you look at Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, now he's great arm talent, great quarterback, uh, but he has a ton of talent. And then you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who hadn't had a first round pick in, in at receiver in a long time. So I would give more credence to the guy who doesn't have the talent but still wins games and you know obviously propels his team to the playoffs and. And all that. So I guess there is a slight, I'm not a voter, but, uh, you know, obviously you gotta, you gotta knock some guys because talent or, you know, obviously with their past success or something like that. So, but I, I know it happens. So.
0: All right, let's make some money here or lose some. As we, <laughs> as we we look at our results from last week, Nick, your pick of the week was the Rams over the Colts, which you got wrong. Orlando, you got it right with San Francisco over Philly. Orlando, you had the upset of the week, correct, with Vegas. Uh, Nick, you're let's upset go. to. Uh, yes, your upset did not come in, which was wrong. But then you had that the parlay was a big time play. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on, on hitting on the Colts and, and Buffalo and also on New England, New England and Buffalo, both winning the Colts covering. So here we go into week three. No pressure. Nick, you're leading off here with your pick of the week. Pick
2: of the week. Um, for me and this board, you're looking at it and it's a tough one this week. You know, I was I was struggling I've gone, you know, through all of them, looking at it. You know, where's my value? Who do I think? Going off a of feel, I think for this one a little bit more. Uh, I'm going Patriots minus three. Uh, they're playing the Saints. Um, famous Jameis. Um, you know, I, I think going into New England, uh, dealing with Bill Belichick, coach defense, uh, is going to he, he's going to confuse him. He's going to throw different looks at him. He's going to do different blitzes, coverages. I don't think he's going to hold up. Um, and like we said, with the coaches being out, I don't know who's going to be coming back. There's a lot of little bit of turmoil in there. You know, the uh, Superdome was on fire. I, I think things are crazy down for New Orleans. Um, I'm going New England minus three.
1: Yes, sir. My, my pick my pick of the week is the Raiders minus four over the Dolphins. When you look at that team, I, I told you I'm high on the Raiders, Derek Carr in his group. But Tua's out. He may have a rib injury. You just don't know what you're going to get down there in, my, in Miami uh, the Raiders are riding high. Can they do it again for for a third week in a row? They've had two tough games back to back, but I I have them minus four uh, against the Miami Dolphins.
0: Orlando, you're up first here with your now upset of the week as we flip it around here.
1: Oh, I have the Bears getting uh, seven points against the ooh against my Browns right, which is I think it'll be a tight game. I think Justin Fields will come out and play. I know Nick, you don't, like, you don't like that thing. Cause I've been high on the Browns. Now I do think I do think the Bears, are, it'll be a closer game than seven points. So I'm taking the Bears and the points. My guy Justin Fields will perform well, but come up just a little short, but I still have him uh getting under that the line. So betting on the buckeye. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> All right. My upset of the week. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sold. On uh, San Fran right now. Uh, they are 2 and 0, oh, but I, I, I don't know if it's a real one or not. Um, so I'm taking the Packers plus three and a half. Uh, Aaron loves California. Um, and so I think he's just going to have a, another lights out day. Um, so I'm going Packers plus three and a half.
0: All right. Let's do the over unders. Uh, interestingly, 55 and a half is the big number this week. Seahawks and Vikings the Rams and the Buccaneers and the Chargers and the Chiefs are all sitting at 55 and a half. You can go any way you want, of course, That's but those three games are all sitting there. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Nick, go ahead. All right, so the one I was looking at for the uh, over-under, and
2: I hate over-unders. Um, I, I, I don't like them. Um, I, I've never gotten one right, um, but I'm going with the uh, the Colts Titans are sitting at forty-eight. I uh, like the under. I think that number seems pretty high for those two teams. Um, so I'm going to take the under 48 and the Colts Titans. Yep,
1: yeah. And for me, I'm going Tampa Rams. Uh, and, I, and I'm going with the under 55 and a half. I think both everybody's going to be expecting an offensive shootout, but people fail to realize both of these teams have great defenses that can go out and stop. So I think it's going to be a great game. I just don't think it'll be a high scoring game. So I got them going under uh, 55 and a half points.
0: All right, we're going to move to college corner. Let's hope best of luck to everybody out there. Make it some money this weekend. And of course, go to winbet.com for all your gambling spreads. Get yourself taken care of. College corner team. We're looking at the SEC and we're looking at the Big Ten. And the question on the table for you two Big Ten loyal Ohio State Buckeyes is the Big Ten actually deeper than the SEC. I mean, you've got Alabama, Georgia and Texas A&M all up at the top of the SEC. But then if you look at the Big Ten, you got your Ohio State Buckeyes. You've got Iowa. You have all ranked Michigan State, Penn State. Michigan is ranked uh, and the Wisconsin Badgers are number 18. Seven top uh, seven Big Ten teams are in the top 25 six for the SEC. Anybody want to rep the Big Ten here, Orlando? Are you going that way, or like, no, 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 no. This is uh, this is this is a very, very big stretch of an argument.
1: No, no, and it is. But I got to be loyal to my my conference in the Big Ten. Um, obviously, from top to bottom, I think we have uh, obviously this year we have you know seven teams in the top twenty five. Uh, we have probably more more team on the upper end of it. I think in the SEC they just got Bama couple other teams, and I know I'll probably get a, a lot of hate tweets from the SEC fan, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, obviously they only have a couple teams up top. Although Ohio State have dominated the Big Ten over the past few years, uh, I still think we have more quality teams in our conference than the SEC. I,
2: I Obviously, I'm a Big Ten guy too, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Big Ten, but I am intrigued by this college year uh, with the way that Florida played Alabama you know, kind of made Alabama look you know, beatable. Um, that this is a wild west. You know, Ohio State losing to Oregon um, early on. Michigan is is rolling strong, but they haven't really played anybody yet. Um, Penn State getting that win over Auburn. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of of craziness going on in college football. I'm mean, I'm I'm. It's awesome because instead of just having you know your top teams always being the same thing, I think we're going to see. Um, We're going to see a lot of different great games uh, and it's going to be fun. But yes, of course, the Big Ten is the best conference,
0: (laughs) obviously. Yep. Good loyalty. (laughs) Fantastic. Let's wrap up with Big Bikes. Uh, Nick, if people are following you on Twitter, which if they're not doing, they're just not living their life correctly. uh, You were all over the Jets uh, tailgate last week. And I'm looking for best tailgate food setups, anything that stood out. You know, new new uh, New York Jets. There's not a lot of football love going on here, but the tailgate that's all that can always be undefeated, right? The tailgate has always been undefeated. You you never lose
2: a tailgate. Um, No, it was awesome being out there. You know, I I, it's funny after going through high school, college, NFL. um, It took me until I was done with the NFL to be able to attend a, a. a tailgate. And once I did, I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, I loved all the foods that went into a tailgate, but then the whole experience of everyone being excited of everyone, you know, uh, joining in people just randomly walking by, Hey, have a burger, have a dog, something like that. So it, it's, it's cool community and, and everything. Um, and we had a lot of fun. And so I think uh, the best thing I had while, I, while I've been out tailgating um, the past five years, yeah, four or five years, Um, it was, it was awesome. It was, uh, we were playing, the Jets were playing Buffalo and this guy rolls out a portable pizza oven and he's making uh, <laughs> Buffalo chicken pizza right there in the park, the parking lot, thin crust and everything. It was fantastic. It was unbelievable. It, it was just the, not only the food, but also just the way that he did it. I mean, a portable pizza oven that's cooking at like 600 degrees in the middle of a parking lot was, was pretty awesome.
1: You, you know what? It's surprising, man. And, and tailgating. This is how, this is how as players, we never tailgate. But once we retire, it's something that we we would love to do. How how sophisticated tailgating has become, man! People are out with wine and cheese and all these extravagant meals, and it's it's amazing the time that people put into tailgating. It's almost like the game is like a you know a secondary to the tailgate. People put a lot of effort waking up at four or five in the morning to go out. Uh, I can remember I had a hot dog with like bacon, cheese, all these different toppings on it. It was like a heart heart attack on a bun, but uh, it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, So I don't, I don't nearly tell, I don't tailgate nearly as much as I would love to, but uh, the people that do and do it right, uh, it's a fun experience. So
0: Nick, you mentioned Buffalo, the whole table smashing thing. In your in your in your prime, would you ever?
2: No, no, I am I am not that stupid to go throw myself through a folding table. Um, I at least can put the bar there. That's what I won't do. You
0: you got to give uh, the Bills fans their their credit though. They're uh, you know, hey, will it risk life and limb for the team. That's that's some serious passion. All right, gentlemen. I think we've done it. Week three, big man bets go to WinBet.com. Uh, right now, record-wise, Orlando is three and one. Nick, you're one and three. <laughs> so <laughs> we know how tough it is out there. This no head down, no head down. You gotta, you gotta believe <laughs> no, in yourself. Coming, uh, we're coming back. We're coming. This is, we're coming no back season. this week long season indeed all right everybody enjoy week three thank you for checking out big men bets with the hall of famer orlando pace and the seven-time pro bowler nick Mangold.